That nice little piece comes from the uh, Rain Man soundtrack. And we need to catch up on at least three obituaries in today's program. The first would be the passing of Kim Peek at age 58. Kim was the man who inspired the title character in the Oscar-winning Rain Man. Kim Peek was a savant with a remarkable memory, and he inspired writer Barry Morrow when he wrote Rain Man back in the 1980s. Turned out Rain Man would win the Oscar in 1988, and the Best Actor Award went to Dustin Hoffman. Though the movie character was technically fictional, Fran Peek said his son was every bit as amazing as Hoffman's portrayal of him, and his true character showed when he toured the world helping dispel misconceptions about mental disabilities. In his later years, Mr. Peek was classified as a mega-savant, who was a genius in about 15 different subjects from history and literature and geography to numbers, sports, music, and dates. Neuroscientists have discovered almost uniquely that Kim Peek had no corpus callosum, which is the part of the brain that uh, connects the two hemispheres. This apparently gave him photographic memory. It's thought he memorized at least 12,000 books over his life. And doctors were amazed to discover that he could read two pages of a book simultaneously, one with each eye. A novel of average length took him an hour to finish. Happily, the success of the movie Rain Man persuaded many institutions to reassess the way the mentally impaired were treated. And Kim Peek was instrumental in that sea change. For several years after the film's release, he and his dad toured the U.S. lecturing in colleges, prisons, and other institutions. And a couple weeks back, on January 6th, uh, Tsutomo Yamaguchi passed away, a man we mentioned in passing uh, sometime back on this program. Mr. Yamaguchi survived both atomic explosions in Japan. He was in Hiroshima when that bomb went off and returned to his native Nagasaki. And and what is a truly amazing story reported in, in, in his obituaries, as he was trying to tell co-workers in Nagasaki about the bomb and and apparently um, being greeted with sneering skepticism by his boss. And what has to be one of the great moments of I told you so in history, the flash of the Nagasaki bomb was, uh, was experienced, and all of his co-workers dove to the floor as he advised them they must. He apparently had also had the windows open because he realized that the flying glass could be a problem. Anyway, thanks to his... Thanks to Mr. Yamaguchi's advice, apparently a lot of lives were saved in Nagasaki, in at least the room he was in. He later talked uh, about what happened to him to Charles Pellegrino, who we would note was interviewed by Terry Gross earlier this week on National Public Radio's Fresh Air, something you may want to check out. It said that a deaf left ear and weak legs were the only after effects he suffered. He did make it to age 93. Amazingly, there were apparently 100 people in Japan who were exposed to both bombs. Yamaguchi was the only one officially recognized as such by the Japanese government. And no, we don't know why that was. Remarkably, Yamaguchi never spoke about his experiences until 2005, when his son died of cancer at age 59, uh, possibly due to the radiation he received as a baby. Yamaguchi began to feel that fate had spared him to speak out against the horrors of nuclear weapons. So in schools, in a documentary, and in a letter to Barack Obama, and even at age 90, on his first trip abroad, he spoke to a committee of the United Nations in New York. Remarkable story, dead at age 93, Tsutsumo Yamaguchi, survivor of both atomic bombs. 
And finally, we note the passing of someone just a year ago, actually. It's taken us a year to get to it. But there's a reason why we're getting to him, better late than never. It's actor Patrick McGowan, who we commemorate. He was an Emmy-winning actor who created and starred in the cult classic television show The Prisoner. I didn't know this, but apparently McGowan had been uh, had worked with Peter Falk on Columbo, for which he won two Emmys, and had recently appeared as King Edward Longshanks in the 1995 Mel Gibson film Braveheart. But Patrick McGowan was most famous as the character known only as Number Six in The Prisoner, a sci-fi-tinged 1960s British series in which a former spy is held captive in a small enclave known only as The Village. There, a mysterious authority named Number One, well, actually, they've got this wrong, it's Number Two, constantly prevents his escape. Mr. McGoon came up with the concept and wrote and directed several episodes of the show, which has kept a devoted following in the U.S. and Europe for four decades. I remember the original show in the 60s. I was knocked out by it then. And after some ill-advised attempt to remake the series last summer, I went out and ordered uh, the entire set of the original, and I've been going through them one by one and enjoying them immensely. Patrick McGowan had been a, a stage actor before making his first foray into TV in 1964. That was the Danger Man British series, a rather straightforward spy show. It initially lasted one season, but uh, it was so popular in reruns they brought it back for three more. Shades of Star Trek. Weary of playing the show's lead, John Drake, McGowan pitched to producers the surreal and cerebral The Prisoner to give himself a challenge. The series ran just one season with just 17 episodes, but its cultural impact remains. It also had, uh, in this correspondent's opinion, one of the best uh, theme songs in the history of television, which I think we'll go out with. If you've never seen the original Prisoner, we recommend that you do so. Our thanks go to Jay Rankin, author of Under the Neon Sky. Pretty good read. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. Returning to the program on next week's show will be William Poundstone to talk about his new book, Priceless, The Myth of Fair Value and How to Take Advantage of It. And the following week, we expect to be joined by a legend of Sacramento Radio. And he's also a pretty damn good comedic actor. Mr. Phil Cowan. I'm Douglas Everett. We'll see you next week at the same time.